Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted, otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. Hey everyone, and welcome out to the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky episode 272. Before we begin with today's uh, GBG drive-by, let us uh, talk about some amazingly wonderful things. First off, December 12th, which I believe is next week, it's the All Been Done radio show Christmas episode. Also, immediately after, well, 15 to 20 minutes immediately after, I should say, is the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky's 2015 Extreme Christmas Extravaganza, live and unedited from Packard Comics. These two great shows are amazing. Uh, Jimmy's, I feel, is maybe a little bit better, but that is just because I am an artist and I hate my own work with a passion. Even though I don't, I do. I feel very self-conscious about it. So with that being said, please check out the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Uh, time start at, I believe, let me pull up my notes here. I apologize. I'm a little bit more unprepared than I'd like to be. 7 p.m. Uh, we, I think we start seating around 6.30. The, the show's at Pack Rat Comics in Old Hilliard, Ohio, which, by the way, I believe uh, between... You might want to go to packratcomics.com and find out more information, but they're doing a substitute Santa where they have superheroes pose with children. Guys, it is adorable. It is the most amazingly awesome thing. It's another reason why I love Pack Rat Comics, not just because of their comic books, their graphic novels, their board game, and collectible card game section or even their t-shirts for us geeks that we love a lot and other fun toys like those little Funko or Pumpco or whatever toys uh, someone got me one I think last year uh, of uh, Rocket Raccoon anyway this is straight up uh, just another reason why I love uh, Jamie and Teresa the people who run Pack Rat Comics they have a second location in Marysville Ohio by the way and it's the other reason why they won the Eisner Awards uh Comic Shop Spirit of the Year. Um, I believe that's what it is. I'm probably really badly screwing that up. So, yeah, please check them out. PackRackComics.com. And again, December 12th. Every Saturday, I think, leading up into Christmas, they're doing the Substitute Santa thing. Check out their website for more details. And then December 12th at PackRat, uh, All Been Done Radio Hour Christmas Show and the Good, the Bad, and Geeky's 2015 Extreme Christmas Extravaganza. Also, our show is sponsored by audible.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky also works. Uh, Get a 14-day trial. Get a really cool book. It's pretty neat, you guys. You know what I mean? You know, get your book. Yeah, yeah. You can get Craig Ferguson's America on Purpose, one of the books I actually got this last month. It is a lot of fun. The book is uh, just read it, but even hear Craig Ferguson say, "Oh, even better." Also, on there are other books I really enjoy, like uh, Michael Crichton's *The Lost World* and *The Unabridged*. Finally, *Jurassic Park*. 
these are the kind of cool books that are on there, so please check them out, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Last but not least, this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, episode 272, is sponsored by Ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go to utmnt.com to find out how you can help keep this comic going. I'm not going to lie, guys. Money's really tight right now. Even though we don't come back until January, there is a good chance that we might, our holiday exile might go a little longer than planned. Um, So please go to utmnt.com, check out how to support us. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about, Go to utmnt.com right now. Unless you're in a car driving, then at that point, that's very dangerous because you can't, you shouldn't really be reading and uh, driving at the same time. But when you get a moment, a, a moment to pull over, you know what? Just pull over right now. That's right. Because if you're like me, listening to podcasts in the car, just drive, just pull over, fucking cut across traffic, and just go to utmnt.com and read. Go to the first page. Check out my shitty cover, but then start with page one, and you guys are gonna have a blast. It is a fun retelling of the Ninja Turtle mythos and we're in uh, the last section of issue two if you're uh, already reading it right now but you maybe you know stop every few weeks let a few pages build up so we've taken our Christmas break but we will be back January I believe 29th but uh, there's a chance that might not occur so please go to our Patreon page the smallest amount you donate if more people donate small amounts like yours you know we can be funded for a month and keep it going and maybe even get more than one update a week when we come back. So, utmt.com, check it out. All right. It is Christmas time here, everybody, or it's close to Christmas time. And uh, despite the horrible news that is going on out there, which really um, you know, makes me want gun control even more, and it also could be the fact that I'm also watching a lot of The West Wing where, you know, that's something that's routinely uh, preached upon in the West Wing and almost all of Aaron Sorkin's works is gun control laws. Uh, but, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that, really. You know, the the Constitution, and this is my opinion, not to get too politically, whatever, and a lot of people will probably turn this off right now and hate me for it. Um, or check the show notes. I'll have a section where you can um, skip ahead. But I really feel after the shooting in California yesterday, I mean, it's just yet another reason why we need something. You know, the, the attack that happened a month ago in France, uh, or less than a month ago in France, is another example of, yes, like, it's more shocking there than it is here because, really, at the end of the day, this is coming becoming every, everyday occurrence here in the States, while overseas in, in Paris, France, you know, that was something that they have very strict gun control laws, and it, it, it is a shock. A lot of countries in Europe have strict gun control laws, and even in, um, you know, Australia is another good example too. They had a horrible mass shooting, and the out, you know, they they, the law kicked into gear. They the people voted for a safer country. Now, I like to point out those who are arguing about the, the constitutional amendment and all that stuff. Um, my opinion of it is this: is that if you want a gun, get a gun. But the gun control laws need to be stricter and more tighter. You can argue that someone who's smart and knows how to have a gun, you know, it all comes down to someone who has a bad day. You know, I, I occasionally have a bad day and I'm walking down the, you know, if I'm walking down, like say I've had a bad day or I stubbed my toe, I might like pound my fist against the table or against the wall or something like that. 
all it takes is that one moment for someone similar who you know has a gun in their hand in a hit a fit of frustration and they can do something very poor um, not just to somebody else but even to themselves even by accident so you know we just need something I, I don't have the answer and I don't want to preach you have the answer these are all just my opinions and they're not really well formed I didn't even really plan to talk about this until I just mentioned it because uh, it's it's been in the news the last few days and it's been on my mind so yeah and it's crazy it's crazy absolutely crazy so I apologize but it's Christmas time yeah so uh, one of the things that it hit me the other day is while I was watching the Charlie Brown Christmas show, which I've been watching ever since Peanuts. I've uh, my fiance and I have been on a bit of a Peanuts kick, uh, more than usual, I would say. And when I grew up, the Disney Channel had Charlie Brown and Peanuts specials on all the time, except for the Charlie Brown Christmas. They that was aired on ABC, but uh, at the time, which wasn't owned by Disney. But the Disney Channel had like a boy named Charlie Brown, Snoopy Come Home. It had Snoopy Come Home on a lot. It had Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. I mean, it had a lot of the Charlie Brown movies and specials that were not the, the pretty much the big two, Thanksgiving and Christmas. They had pretty much everything else. It was it was really good um, to grow up like that. I feel like it helped cultured me a bit. Like, yeah, you know, other kids had a little bit more. Uh, they had probably more friends than I did and, uh, like, real friends. Uh, not people I hung out with at school, but you, you get an idea, you get a sense that, um, you know, I, I feel like I've, I, well, hopefully I, you get a sense that I, I've come off a little a little bit more cultured. Um, there's a moment in the movie A Boy Named Charlie Brown where Shredder just plays the piano, and it's, I don't think kids today could handle it. And one of my coworkers, uh, she was mentioning she would love to watch watch one with her grandson, and I, and I just said, "Look, I I was talking over this with my fiance, who's a teacher. Um, she's right now with second and third grade, uh, second and I think no, I'm sorry, first and second grade. And we were talking about how we don't think kids today could appreciate this. They would go stir crazy, and we're and of course we were hoping that we could maybe you know be incorrect. You know what I mean? That we're not giving children of today enough credit." But I feel like the whole culture is ADD sense. So I, I told my coworker, I was like, look, you'll love it. And they'll probably love everything else else about it except for that one little scene. And it's pretty much Schroeder playing uh, Beethoven or Bach or somebody like that. And it just shows images of like weird pastel colors. It looks like an art piece. It doesn't. It breaks the narrative completely. And it's a way to have Schroeder have his moment. And it, granted... I liked it a lot. Like I remember when I was younger, I was like, "Oh, it's the Schroeder part. How boring." Let's fast forward it. I this time instead was like, "Oh, hey, this is a Schroeder. I forgot about this." And I watched it and I appreciated it a whole hell of a lot more than I did when I was a kid. Even back then, even I had problems with it, but I still watched it at least once or twice when it was on when they would show it all the time. And because you know, back in the day, you had the channel changer. You would flip it back, you know, go to the back. That back function on the channel changer was amazing. You go back, or my dad would tape it, and I would then just fast. I would watch a little bit of it, fast forward a little bit through until right at the very end, so I could watch the last half of it. Um, and even the the Snoopy moment where Snoopy is uh, uh, skating, and they impose images again, almost like an art piece of Snoopy skating and then playing hockey. I don't know if kids would appreciate that. And it's very interesting, and it made me think back to yesterday when we were watching the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Um, 
Christmas Time Is Here. I love that song. It's from the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Christmas time is here. Blah, 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 blah. It's a great, great song. But I just remember um, one time, probably late middle school, early high school, I was going to my family's house for a Christmas carol sing. And I, I just remember, I think I got invited to a party or something like that, which was a huge deal for me because I didn't get invited to cool kids' parties or anything like that. I, I was the fat music nerd. And again, outside of being friendly with everybody and them sort of being friendly with me, I wasn't really popular. I didn't really have a lot of like real friends I, I hung out with a lot outside of school. So I was bummed that, and of course, I... At the time, I'm so glad I went to the family one. But, you know, it's like, ugh, my family. They'll be there next year kind of thought process. And um, and also, I was the girl that I liked, I liked, and all this other stuff. And I just felt lonely at Christmas time. And I remember uh, my parents were listening to a Christmas station here in Columbus, and they played, like, I think both versions of the song back-to-back. It made it sound like one giant track. It was so technically it was like a a 10-minute track of Christmas Time is Here. They played the instrumental, and then they went into the normal, the the version with the words. And there was such a dip, the, such a loneliness to that song that just just surprised me. And for some reason, I wasn't alone. I just remember we were talking about growing up at Christmas and all that stuff. And when we were decorating the tree or beginning to decorate the tree, guys, I'm I, I've worked so much this week. I'm so tired. Uh, it's taken us four days to put the tree up, um, doing a few little hours here and there. Uh, or just really an hour uh, a day to put it up, which is ridiculous. But I digress. Um, Gotta love my fiance. She's been putting up with me. So anyway, uh, I just remember we were talking about, and we were watching Charlie Brown Christmas show episode in the back, and I was just like, and of course that song picked up again a little bit before the end, before they redo the the Christmas tree for Charlie Brown. And I'm like, I, I just remembered that this song... And granted, it's true. I would listen to it uh, for few, you know for at least ten years afterwards, and I would it, I would especially at Christmas time would throw it into my depressing music track, uh, and it's just I don't know what it is. It's something very melancholy, and but yet Christmassy about it. Like it, it's the weirdest thing. Have you ever felt that way about that song? I, I don't. I just I don't know. I just, just had I always I don't know. Just something that came to me, and I forgot about that, and. Yeah, so, anyway. The big thing I really want to talk to you about today is Jessica Jones on Netflix. Jessica Jones uh, stars the bee from Apartment 23, who you can't trust, by the way. Uh, I think it's Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, or I don't know anymore. Uh, but she's the titular, uh, Kristen Ritter, by the way. She's the titular hero, Jessica Jones. And her arch nemesis is the uh, wonderfully sinister David Tennant as uh, Kilgrave, a.k.a. the Purple Man, who doesn't really get that much purple, but I will warn you this. I'm going to get spoiler-heavy now a little bit. So, yeah. Take that in your pipe and smoke it with a smoke and a pancake. Yeah, so Jessica Jones, pros and cons, pros a wonderfully written show great cast cons I don't like the ending let me explain David Tennant's character 
Also, I'll throw another kind in there too, but and I don't think it's it was meant to be, but after watching Daredevil, it comes off now a little bit like this, um, which is racism. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's I'm, I'm hooking you a bit, hoping I'll bait you back for some more later. The ending is if you've not seen it or if you don't mind, spoiler, 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 the thing about Jessica Jones is that she, at some point, has been able to fight Kilgrave's suggestion. We don't know if it's her special powers or literally her brain was able to create such a, a break from what Kilgrave asked her to do, um, which was murder somebody, which is against her code, really. And like, like When you watch the show, you see a very broken PTSD like Jessica one who is very broken and very hurt and is really searching for something. And of course, the the TV show against the comic book makes it seem that she's uh, much more, she was sort of broken since she was a kid. And that might be, but I mean, my remembrance of the comic was like, for the most part, she evened out or she shows signs of evening out a little bit. This case, it's not as much. It's she's pretty much straight up, uh, she's broken. And there's a good chance that she might stay broken or be a little broken inside. So, uh, yeah, Kilgrave, though, um, asked her to take care. That's the thing is, too, our minds are our own worst enemies. Literally, we know what the character means, but it, it's a literal frame of mind. So when he tells Jessica's best friend to put a bullet in her head... She tries to shoot, you know, unload her gun into her own head. And of course, Jessica, uh, she's fired all the clips but one or something like that. I don't remember why, but she, uh, before she can fire it or before it clicks off to the final time, which has the bullet in it, Jessica grabs the gun, takes the bullet out, and goes, Open your mouth. I'm putting the bullet in your mouth. Puts the bullet in her mouth, and she closes her mouth. She's like, Don't swallow, don't swallow, don't swallow, but listen to me. The bullet is now in your mouth, which is, on your, which is in your head. Okay? And then all of a sudden she stopped. Her friend stopped. She wasn't trying to shoot herself anymore. Right? It's, and because it, it's very true. He goes to Jessica and goes, take care of her. And Jessica kills her. And then I think at that point, Jessica realizes what she did. And, and it's such a horrific thing that her brain, they don't really explain it. And that's, again, that's okay. But as a viewer, you're left to go, okay, that was enough of a, that, she broke free of Kilgrave's control. So at the end of the end, at some point, she's trying to do the right thing, which is bring him in, make him serve justice, and or make him uh, serve time uh, for justice or whatever. And by the end of the movie, he's making himself more and more and more powerful. And he, oh boy, it's just it, it aggravates me. She tells him, I'm going to kill him. Something happens, she can't go back, she's going to kill him. And there's this big thing where he has a whole dock full of people fighting each other. And she can try to break everybody up and save everybody, or she can go up and kill Kilgrave. Or the Purple Man, whatever. And she does. She walks right up. She fools him that she's being under his control. And then she just lifts him up and snaps his neck. And... It's something very anticlimactic about that. If you look at it on paper, you go, okay, I get it. She does what she says she would do. 
she saves her best friend in the process she saves the people on the docks whatever but she saves people and it, it it fits with the character it fits it fits the story but everything up to that point kept building and building and building that it felt very anticlimactic and they could always say if you want that he still has some little bit of control over us is what i'm saying this is what you could do because here's the thing folks david tennant fucking knocked it out of the park just like kristen ritter did but but tennant was amazing he was terrifying terrifying as Kilgrave. and honestly you don't really see him till episode five or six not i mean really see him and it's very interesting. And, and the sad thing is, too, though, and I wish that this went over into a second season with this, is that they quickly abandoned the idea that he's trying to impress her, I think, too quickly. In the context of what they did, it was very good. It was great. But he he really loves Jessica. He's obsessed with her because he can't have her. Uh, that's, to him, love. But whatever. He loves her, and so he's trying to win her over. And there's a few times where he... He actually saves people with her help. And I would have loved to have seen that play out a little bit better. You know? I would have loved to have seen how he's manipulating the situation a bit to to not win her over. In his mind, it's winning her over. But, you know, to, to make her realize that he can be a good person. But really, he's doing all these other horrible things. That's what I would have really loved to have seen. Um, and then maybe the finale be that they found out what that is, um, and there's a, like a mini fight, and it leads into season two. That I think that's why, because David Tennant was such a wonderful villain. He was so beautifully w- w- acting the, the part of a well-rounded uh, person who's literally just a giant kid. It, you know, a spoiled baby who never had the ability to be correctly parented as a, as a child. It's, it's really, you know, it's heartbreaking because you, I don't know, it's not like in Age of Ultron, for example, when Ultron meets his end, if you look at it on paper, it's a fitting in to the character, right? But you feel like you get gypped a little bit because unlike Loki in the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, you had Loki for two movies, you're going to get him for a third, maybe a fourth. Ultron we're just getting for one movie and that's it period I would have loved to seen Ultron come back in some form and really you know play with the ability or the concept to you know come back in some way and menace the Avengers or not just Avengers shield somebody I really love that concept I love that thought so what then if I may ask, is the reason why they, you know, they do that. I don't know. It just really, it bugged me that the lead up to that moment was really good, but the payoff for that moment, like the, it's not, I, maybe it's an irony, the irony that the vision is the one that kills Ultron. There's beautiful symmetry in that, right? The symmetry and the way it was done was well executed. There is symmetry in Jessica killing the Purple Man the way she did. But the execution of it still feels a little, oh, oh, 
Okay. And granted, the whole thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, for the most part, it's very realistic in that what it's trying to do, what it can do, and all this other stuff. Yippee. But, mm, same time, a little heartbreaking that that's what the, you know? <sighs> so, anyway. I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I really love Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage is phenomenal. Again, everything in that show was really great, and it made me really excited and really happy with what they have done and what they're going to do with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe within Netflix. Um, even though there's talk, I'm hearing rumors, that they're sort of trying to split them off and make them more separate. Point is, it's a great show. You should check it out. Um, my fiancé and I binge-watched it within a day and a half, or really one full day almost. It's beautiful. Check it out. Jessica Jones on Netflix. And... Uh, yeah. If you have any thoughts about our show today, you know, give us a call at 614-364-4088. Not going to have that number for much longer, I don't feel. But please leave us a voicemail. We might play it on the show and, and or read it off uh, what you said on the show. We also are accepting emails, goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. Or uh, if you're on Twitter, you can tweet us at goodbaggeeky or hashtag tweetmeet. Um, occasionally I will check that out, that, that uh, hashtag, and uh, we'll find out what the dealio is and the, what's the scoop, what's the poop. Find out, and then I'll talk about it. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to episode 272 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Next episode is our Christmas episode. What, what? Pretty darn cool, everybody. So uh, check it out. Hopefully, if you're in Ohio, you can check it out physically. Come to Pack Rat Comics. All right, I'm done rambling. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and we'll see you in the funny papers next week. Audio-wise, though, the funny audio casts. Ugh, poor wording. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what song is that? <laughs>